this is Wing Lam, founder of Wahoo's Fish Taco with my brothers Mingo and Ed. When I want to know what's going on in the world of food, I listen to SoCal Restaurant Show on AM 830 KLAA, the home of Angels Baseball. And welcome back. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show, and we're here with you every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. until 12 noon, right here on AM 830 KLAA, the home of Las Vegas Raiders football uh, and Angels Baseball 2024. I'm Andy Harris, the executive producer and co-host of the show, and we're enthusiastically presented each and every week by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. We're jetting back to New Orleans, and we are speaking with restaurant royalty in New Orleans, uh, that being T. Adelaide Martin, who is half of the combination that now have the keys to Commander's Palace in New Orleans. And we're very fortunate we have T. in Los Angeles for a couple of days because on Monday she is participating in LA Chef Conference 2024. Um, T., you were mentioning that you know, at Commander's Palace and in your family, you don't stand still. Um, the style of cuisine that you now serve at Commander's Palace, you like to refer to as New Haute Creole. Can you give us a little bit more information about what that means in practice? You know, for us, it's this whole philosophy of everything that we do that is not just about the food, but the hospitality, because it really begins there. Um, and in there for us. But the food, we just think what's going on in New Orleans, we're in one of these creative waves, the way I see it. And there's been about four of them in my life. And I can go back and say, wow, that was a big wave that happened with, you know, Susan Spicer and Emerald and Frank way back in, back in the day. And, um, and, and then, you know, there's been several waves, and I think there's a wave going on right now. So, but for us, it's, it's, it's about that constant evolution but it's always about the influence of what's around you. So we have more and more ethnic influence now, you know. Um, just, you know, we have 50-plus years of, of Vietnamese community in New Orleans, and I'm seeing that through more and more, you know. Meg does a, um, a miso fish dish that's, that's exceptional, um, and you just see it constantly. And then Michael Galata over at Maypop. I mean, it's a, it's a New Orleans and Vietnamese food. Kids at Margie's come from August restaurant some years ago. And it's like fine dining food, but just, you know, funky and pushing the boundaries. So we're just excited about all the influences that are affecting what we're doing food-wise right now. I, I got it. Now, uh, we definitely want to talk about your relatively new executive chef, that being Meg Bickford, uh, who actually, I believe, started in 2008 with you as a cook. Tell us a little bit about her evolution, because, again, that just you know shows that in terms of you bring people along, and when they're ready for more responsibility, they can get it. Yeah, we brought her along for a long time. She did come direct from culinary school. However, she had spent six months in, in France cooking. But we call her our Cajun Creole mutt because she's got one parent that's from the New Orleans area and one parent that's from more of a Cajun area. And, and you know, I think it's, it's you don't have to have that, obviously, to be our chef. But it's, it's, it's amazing how when every one of your food memories comes from you know, our area and every family gathering that she has, it really does affect the way she cooks. So we've just had a ball with her. We pushed her out of the nest some years ago and, and made her chef at, at Cafe Adelaide, and she came back. And 
um, she's not only our first female chef, which none of us thought was a big deal, because as she would say, if you haven't noticed, there's always been a lot of women around here. But, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. she, when she told me one day that she was pregnant, I said, well, that's a first. It's my first chef that's ever been pregnant before. But anyway, <laughs> beautiful girl who's already six and I, so I think or seven, Stella. Anyway, so we've just done life with Meg, and she's just, she's a small package, but she's full of, you know what, vinegar. Gotta love it. Now, one of her signature dishes is this jumbo lump blue, excuse me, blue crab Ramos gin fizz. Now, I know about a gin fizz, but you got to tell us about this dish. It definitely gets your attention. You know, she shares with me that she's been thinking about it for so long, and she's just overcomplicated it. And you know us, Andy. I mean, the bar's right next to the kitchen. Lally and I have the cocktail book from shoot, 20 years ago in the land of cocktails. And so we all kind of think that way. Uh, even recently, when we were having this problem in the world with this thing called the salt wedge coming up the river, we just invented a drink called the salt wedge. But anyway, so we think like this. So it's truly just a combination of, of, of truly jumbo lump crab gin fizz. We serve it in a little shot glass on this metal thing we call it trouble tree. And it's the gin fizz with the crab. She does have a couple other ingredients I'm forgetting. But you just are like, once you have it, you're like, well, why didn't we ever think of that before? You know, and the orange flower water is in there. And the gin itself, if you think about those flavors going with the just the, the glory of perfect, you know, Louisiana jumbo lump. It's just an amazing dish. Uh, but she's got so many dishes I'm, I'm excited about. Um, but that one really is a kick in the rear. No, you know, definitely no doubt about it. T, one of the signature experiences at Commander's Palace, and I've been very fortunate over the years that I've been able to experience this twice. Tell us about the chef's table experience. And I still remember my experience with the late Jamie Shannon, uh, but it's something very special. Who can partake of that and kind of give us the 411 on how that works? Because you're actually in an alcove in the Commander's Palace kitchen, which is pretty special. Yeah, you know, Wall Street Journal did a story and told us that we had the third oldest chef table in the country. Our old friend, Charlie Trotter, had the first. My brother, Alex, running Martin and Houston, copied it, and then we copied my brother. So um, I guess we've got a couple of the oldest ones going on. But I see a lot of chef table, and they've got these, you know, glass around them, and it's a separate room. And I did not like that. I mean, you are literally in the kitchen. And I liken the difference to looking at a swimming pool or being in a swimming pool. I mean, you are in the swimming pool, in the kitchen with us. But it's four people only, not three, not five. It's four. But I hate to say this, but it does book out, you know, nine months to a year. And I always tell people, oh, don't be disappointed. Don't call and your date's not available. Just call and ask for a date that is available and see if maybe you can do it. So if you're in the kitchen with Meg and our chef de cuisine and two chefs and Wally and I running around, all of us, and they do a menu special for you, or a lot of people just let us do whatever we're into, and it's just a ball every single, you know, we don't do it every night. We, we do it most nights of the week, but certain nights that we don't. And I, I'm sure you've realized also over the years, to that, you've added the wine room, where it's a similar experience, very based on wine, in the middle of the wine cellar. And because that's so very private, some of those parties do get a little out of hand in a good way. <laughs> 
T guests sometimes get out of hand at Commander's Palace? I never would have thought that. Well, we're all about it. And there's nothing stuffy. We're all about, it's all about you. You know what I mean? It's all about what you're into that night. But we're going to add to the fun if that's the direction you're going. No doubt about it. Now, in that vein, uh, another attraction you have that is memorable is the Jazz Sunday Brunch. Give us a little hint about what goes on there. Because, boy, that's been copied a lot of places, but we know where it originated. Well, you're right. And it actually goes back to the original story you were starting with. So when our folks left Brennan's, you know, they invented breakfast at Brennan's, which turned out to be a half-season promotion. And anyways, they got to come in, and they're like, well, what are we going to do? And so they decided to take that same breakfasty, brunchy idea but add music to it. And legendarily, my Uncle Dick called my mom from Europe, which one did not do so very much in 1970, and said, I got an idea. I'm over here in London listening to jazz music. Why don't we do the jazz? The thing I love the most about it, I think most people who would have invented that would have done a stage. I mean, you got to watch, and you're supposed to be quiet. That is not what we're about in the world. The music sort of bubbles up in the street. So that's where our jazz bunch is. There's two jazz bands. They meander about the restaurant. So sometimes, like, if you and I are there, the band is there, we're a little bit focused on them, but then they disappear, and we're all back, you know, to what we're doing. And, of course, second lines break out on a regular basis. And Lally and I say that we're the only two girls in the world uh, that get to go to work and dance. But, of course, that's not true. <laughs> well, maybe partially true. Um, <laughs> when we conclude here, T, we have to give a little tribute to your late mother, uh, Miss Ella. Uh, and we we're talking earlier about uh, the book that you co-wrote with your mother, Miss Ella of Commander's Palace. Your mother had a very positive view of death. And fact of the matter is, we're all going to pass at some time. And one of the most moving and memorable chapters in your book um, is this chapter called Saloon in the Sky. And I think that would be a wonderful thing to conclude on in terms of what the saloon in the sky is and who is there. It's so funny. And, and it's, it's been so much talked about in my life with my mom and her sisters that are very, as you said, open about death. And she just said that when she died, she was real sure that where she was going was the saloon sky that looked a lot like this bar on Bourbon Street, which was a, you know, very kind of classy joint at the time. Um, and they had this amazing piano player named Fats Pichon, and she said, Fats Pichon will be on the piano Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong are there. Everyone you love, no one you don't, and there are no hangovers. Again, quite uh, poignant. Uh, Now, you mentioned the documentary movie that had been kind of done at the same time as the book came out, Miss Ella of Commander's Palace. What is the official name of that, and do you think it's still available on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon and Apple, and people still come in regularly. And, um, and talk about it. And as you say, great for you in the industry, but it's extremely well-made. Many people watch it multiple times. And what we wanted was it to give a real kind of history of the modern American food movement, what I call it, but through Mom, Ella Brennan, and Commander's Palace eyes. And, and it's, it's really something. People are still enjoying the heck out of it. 
Well, uh, again, uh, T, in terms of hospitality in New Orleans, I think the Brennan family defined it and redefined it. Um, One thing I really appreciate about what you and your cousin do, and I think more restaurateurs need to do that, there is always a Brennan family member that is on duty at your restaurants. And that's important. It's important from the guest point of view, but it is also important from your coworkers' point of view that they know one of the owners is around and cares enough that they want to be there during service. So, uh, again, I think just another hallmark of the Brennan family of hospitality. Uh, really appreciate the time, T. Look forward to your panel on, on Monday. And uh, got to get back to New Orleans soon. You, you come see me, and I hope to lay eyes on you out this way. Thanks for having me, Andy. Tea safe travels and see you on Monday. You are listening to the SoCal Restaurant Show. When we come back, yes, Chef Andrew Gruel to wrap things up. We're proudly presented by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. Stay with us.